0: of Bitcoin. Yeah.
1: up Bitcoiners. I just got off with Michael and Steven from the Tab conference. That is the Atlanta Bitcoin conference, and they are doing some absolutely amazing things. Michael and Steven are longtime Bitcoin community organizers, and they are full-time Bitcoiners. They work in Bitcoin companies. They do awesome stuff in the community, and they are heavily involved with things that are going down in the Lightning Network. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conference, and I think you all should go check out. the tab conference go to tabcomp.com and go see all of the amazing speakers that are going to be there check out the villages that they have set up it's all about having a space for beginners as well as the hardcore people they have a socratic seminar they have some of the best bitcoin developers out there and y'all i think it is a must go to bitcoin only event bitcoin magazine is sponsoring it and y'all can get a discount if you use promo code BM. So get your ticket today. The event is going to be November 4th through the 6th, and you're not going to want to miss it. So again, that is tabcomp.com, November 4th through the 6th, promo code BM for your discount. Peace. All right, Bitcoiners. I am sitting across from Michael Tidwell and Stephen DeLorme, two of the co-organizers of the TAB conference in Atlanta. This is an amazing Bitcoin conference that has been in Atlanta for quite a few years. This year, it's going to be November 4th through the 6th. Really excited to have you guys here. Stephen and Michael, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thanks, dude. Cool. So I guess before we get into talking about the conference and the different Really cool aspects that y'all have built into this conference. I want to learn a little bit more about you two. I've been familiar with both of you, especially you, Michael, in the Bitcoin space for a long time, but I know you're both really active. Michael, let's start with you. What's your brief Bitcoin history and I guess your history with this conference?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I got into, I've been in Bitcoin a while, in and out of various Bitcoin companies, and been doing community events since late 2015, early 2016. Because at that point in time, I was really hungry for Bitcoin community events and there weren't that many going on in Atlanta. So I started a group and we've been going ever since. And one of the things that we started wanting to do is an annual conference. Our first one was in 2018. We did the one in 2019. Obviously, 2020, we thought the world was going to, everyone's going to die. So we, we didn't do the 2020 event, but we're planning this one for 2021. And uh, this is going to be our third conference in terms of, the company I'm with right now, I'm at Zebedee, a really awesome Bitcoin lightning video game company where we help people gamify or put Bitcoin in their video games. It's it's pretty cool. And I work as a head of system operations there. And I'm like their quote unquote lightning guy as well. So it's been fun. But Tab or now Atlanta BitDevs, it was becoming more and more Bitcoin technical. So Steven and I recently... Just decided to rebrand to Atlanta BitDebs and be part of the BitDebs family. So now we're running that in Atlanta now, and I think Stephen, we're running our third one coming up this month. Yeah, I third Socratic seminar this month. month. Yeah, and Stephen, want you? I'll just lead into you now. So,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Stephen. I've been kind of quietly studying Bitcoin for about five years or so. You know, attending Mike's meetup for a while in Atlanta and then uh, got involved with the meetup pretty heavily in late 2019. And I, you know, this year started uh, contributing to the uh, Bitcoin design community. Uh, It's a group of people online working on essentially like design resources for non-custodial Bitcoin products. we got a, a project called the Bitcoin Design Guide. So I, I, you know, started volunteering with that project and a number of other uh, Bitcoin open source projects. And recently received a grant from uh, Square Crypto to uh, continue uh, adding Lightning content to the Bitcoin Design Guide over the course of the next year, working with a lot of uh, really great people on that project. So really excited about that. And after all the excitement in Miami, Mike kind of put the crew back together, decided to get get Yo, to have for real. Bro. Like well, like, no. my,
2: like like I gotta be honest. Bitcoin magazine you guys running the Miami conference you re-energized everyone and you were like guys we can still be human beings and I just I gotta say thank you so much for doing that because you kicked everyone in the ass and you got everyone off their ass to come to Miami and you really did a great that was awesome but I mean I actually wasn't able to necessarily enjoy the conference too much because I was working the conference through Zebedee but just the fact that we had the conference was just a oh, good thing. Sorry. sorry. To yeah, me. no, you're right. And, and like,
0: and CK, like a serious, like, dude, it was like, after Miami, it was like the sequel to a heist movie. Because it was like, okay, Mike's putting the crew back together. And then, you know, cue in the heist music and all this kind of stuff. And he has to go to me and he has to go to Brandon. And it's like, all right, boom, now we got tab confidence in November. Okay, I guess we're doing this, guys.
2: Pretty much. it's It's one of those things where it's like, we have like no time to plan. We're just going to... F- fricking YOLO this conference. And it's like coming together like super nice. And I think Steven has like, we have several other people helping besides Steven and I, but we have a core group that are putting in a lot of hours to make this happen last minute. So, and it's coming together quite nicely. So.
1: Well, I've been aware of the TAB conference for a long time. And I know a lot of people really, really have enjoyed the last two. I personally have yet to go, but I'm really excited that Bitcoin magazine's a part of it. But I have to give you all a hat tip just because. Looking at your site, looking at the sponsors, looking at the speakers, you know, this is the best one yet. I think part of that is like the Bitcoin community has never been more mature and like active and able. But on the flip side, I think the experience of doing conferences it compounds, right? And that's a big reason why Bitcoin 2021 was successful. And we kind of had a similar like, okay, we're doing this, let's hustle to make it happen. And it's tough to pull a conference around in less than six months. It really is. It's not It's not an easy endeavor by any means.
2: I just want to give a shout out real quick to Bitcoin Magazine. Not only are you guys running the biggest Bitcoin conference, you guys are also helping other conferences. And that really goes to show how much you guys care about the Bitcoin space. So I just want to say I do appreciate that aspect that you are actively promoting and and helping the Bitcoin space in general. So uh, just kudos to your organization. So
1: Thank you. That's what we do. But let's not talk about us. Let's talk about Tab. And I mean, the BitDev series, I want to learn more about that pivot too with the regular meetups, just because it's been amazing seeing BitDevs just continue. And especially the Socratic Seminar series continue to be like a super popular and high quality format
2: yeah shout out to jay in new york for starting this thing and now it's all over the world i mean it's such a good format if you are in a city that doesn't have a bit devs group please like learn about bit devs it's not as hard as you would think to start one and if steven and i can do it you can do it too (laughs) so yeah if you already have a bit devs group Get involved, you know, because if you live in a big city, there's a good chance that you already have a BitDevs. But if there isn't one, I would say go ahead and start one because it's a really good format and it's it's a pretty established community there that all collaborate online. So for uh, their their content,
0: for anyone who may not be ne- has never been to a BitDevs meetup before, like kind of the what they're known for is the Socratic seminars and the kind of beauty in that format that makes it so accessible, at least I find it accessible, is that a good moderator for one of these events will basically kind of lay out the ground rules for, okay, we're going to have this discussion and this is how you participate in the discussion. Typically, there's topics that are prepared in advance, emailed out to everybody so everybody kind of knows what the topics are. There's quick 10-second introductions. You don't need to tell your life story. You just give a brief tidbit about what you're there, what you hope to learn. And everyone kind of knows each other. And then you can just have this open discussion about a wide variety of topics in Bitcoin. And it's a fairly easy thing to... I'd say... It's an easy event to put together because, you know, it's not about the glitz and the glam. It doesn't need to be a big showy event. You just need to have good topics to discuss. So you can put these events together for, uh, for fairly low cost. And kind of another thing we're doing a little bit differently in our city is we're also doing a book club. So we're doing a Mastering the Lightning book club. And we're probably going to you know, move on to some other reading topics after that. But we've got a really good crew in Atlanta that shows up every Tuesday night to go over a chapter of the Mastering the Lightning Network. So like you know I'm not going to say we're Austin, but we've got a pretty good community here. And I'm like really proud of everyone who shows up every single week, every single month to keep this stuff rolling.
2: Yeah. Shout out Renee Picard and shout out Plebnet because we have an in-person option for the Mastering Lightning. And then we have like a Discord option where like we at one time we had like a hundred people <laughs> like come on the Discord. But it's like chapter one, you know, and then like later it's like okay, less people. But shout out to all the people who are helping online, make that a great experience too. So
1: well I mean I'm here in SF and the SF Bitdev community was by far the best. And as far as I know it's completely done it's like not even a thing right now since 2020 so it's sad to see but i know that the bit devs meetup it can move around right and the energy and the people can move around and we need to keep decentralizing we can't just be stuck to one city like austin we need to see other like bitcoin friendly cities and states like georgia atlanta tennessee start being homes for this kind of stuff too and honestly, again, uh, the format is so easy. Not to say if you guys can do it, anyone can do it, because both of you guys are hardcore in the space. But all it takes is an enthusiast and Bitcoiners around to have a Socratic conversation. And you never know who you're going to attract, right? It might be a Peter Willa or it might be a, a Greg Maxwell. You know, they show up to these conversations, too. You heard it, Austin. Atlanta's coming for you. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we got to dethrone Austin real quick. And I know how, again, I know how easy that stuff falls apart. So that's the regular meetup, but the, the conference itself is still called the TAB Conference, right? Let's talk a little bit about the conference. What's going down?
2: Sure. So TAB Conf stands for the Atlanta Bitcoin Conference. And then, you know, after we dethrone Bitcoin Magazine, it'll be the American Bitcoin. No I'm um, <laughs> but uh, TAB Conf, it's a bit more developer focused than a typical Bitcoin conference. I would explain it as a Bitcoin hackers conference with an emphasis on cherry. So there is something at TabCom for everyone. We want to make this the most available conference for education on the technical side. So if you are completely new to Bitcoin, you're like, let's say you're relatively a level zero in terms of your technical abilities with Bitcoin or what Bitcoin is. We have an actual room dedicated just for what is money? What is Bitcoin? What is this multi-sig word? What is a hardware wallet? You know, the complete basics, and that's the Bitcoin basics village. I mean, you might be wondering like, all right, where are these villages? And these villages are this idea where we essentially have rooms that are sponsored by companies or ourselves, and they're between 2,500 and like 3,500 square feet. And we just essentially give them away to communities to run. So going back to like the high level, like what you know, TabConf is, well, it's for building communities, it's for giving back, it's for education. And the way we're making the scale is through these villages. So like I said, if you're like a level zero, you could go like to the Bitcoin Basics Village and maybe spend most of the conference on there. If you're a little bit more high level and you want to, or if you are like there and you're like, hey, now I want to like, I want to stack stats or I want to collect Bitcoin. Well, Zebedee is sponsoring the gaming village, right? Similar to the Miami Conference. And you can go there and stack stats, you know, play video games, get stats for free. And if you're somewhere like technically in the middle where... You're like, hey, I know about Bitcoin. I probably am not going to spend too much time in the basics room. How do I run a node? How do I run a Lightning node? What's seed signer? What is, you know? What are these things? What's the Start9 embassy? What's a Raspberry Pi? You can go there and get hands-on help. You can run a Raspberry Pi, set up a Lightning node, go home and plug it in. You, know, you can go to the conference and set it up there with experts. You know? So this is called the independence village. So becoming self-sovereign. And in a world where being self-sovereign is going to become more and more important, If you if you think about it, like CK, like when the internet came out, you had these people that needed to learn completely new skill sets, like how to use a computer, how to use a web browser, what is email. You had all these like things like where you had to like learn what is the internet, right? And slowly but surely we all became more technical power users of the internet, right? And similar with Bitcoin, we're all gonna need to have this minimal kind of like need to become as self-sovereign as we need to be to work the way we want and to not make unnecessary trade-offs with you know, completely like custodial solutions and stuff. So I think the Independence Village is, is really important for this idea where it's like, what are the things we need to learn to use like this new way you know, to be self-sovereign on Bitcoin? And I think people like Matt Hill and start 9 and Plebnet are really, really are awesome on the focus of that room. So that's another example of some people that might come. And then finally, we have a fourth village, which is like the BitDev Socratic Room. So we have various Bitcoin devs leaders coming to actually run that room. And that's like a no photography filming room. So you'd have to come in person. And that's like stuff where you know, maybe like really deep technical conversations. So imagine like, I know like they're already planning super technical Bitcoin trivia and Jeopardy, like they're going to have like fun events in that room as well. But if you imagine like the protocol bips, you know, very like on the other end of the basics in terms of technical. So in other words, there's a room for everyone to kind of level up their tech knowledge, tech skills, or be there to help people learn, you know, and teach. So whether you're basic or expert, there is something there for everyone to like level up their expertise or to help teach people so that is kind of the vision for this village idea i know i'm going a little bit (laughs) long-winded but uh Yeah, Kind of
0: the beauty of that, of this idea, like why why we're so optimistic about it is if you think about it in future years, there could essentially be a village for whatever niche topic you want it to. So as long as if there's a community of people and they're interested in something very specific in Bitcoin, they can come to TabConf and host a village there that focuses on whatever specifically they're interested in. So it's kind of a, a scalable format where the conference can grow into whatever the Bitcoin community wants it to be over the years.
2: Yeah. So if villages do a good job, they're definitely going to be invited back, maybe even given more room for the next conference. The idea if there's like a big demand, for instance, I was kind of floating this idea with Stephen earlier. I was like, in the future, there may be a need for like the Bitcoin recovery village where people know like, hey, I, can, I know like there's this conference once a year where I have this like device, maybe my wife or husband died or something, or there's some kind of thing. And I need to go somewhere maybe and understand like, how I can recover this Bitcoin. Maybe there's like a whole room dedicated for that. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole room dedicated for mining. And it's like we use the power at the convention there to run ASICs. I'm just kidding. But uh, so there's various ideas for future villages that are specifically focused. I think another really cool idea, uh, going back to like to the self idea ideas, if you're using like a hardware log, I don't know if you saw DK, the, the Hack 5 video of people getting the fake ledgers in the mail. Did you see that? So like the idea is how do you verify potentially a ledger device? Like, can you? At least you need to know, like, if you can't, then that's something you need to know. Or if you can, these are the best ways of doing that. So maybe having more or less like a hacker village, you know, it's like, what are like the biggest hacks going on and how to watch out for them? And how can you know this is a phishing attack, you know, a hack, whatever. So there's a bunch of potential for this conference to grow into something real beautiful to help people secure their Bitcoin essentially as well.
0: Yeah. Some other events we got going on are a hackathon. So the hackathon, really excited about you know build cool stuff with Bitcoin and uh, win prizes, and we're we're really excited about people participating in that one and trying to get a lot of college students out there too, because I think it's like, it's important. Bitcoin's been around for over a decade now. And there's some younger people who are maybe just graduating from school who, you know, kind of have their whole careers ahead of them. And this is perfect time to be getting into Bitcoin. So if you are interested in participating in the hackathon at TabConf and you don't have the financial means, you know, you're in school or whatever, please reach out to this so we can find a way to get you into the hackathon.
2: If anyone wants to come to this conference and they don't have the financial means to do so, tell us, because the point of this conference is not to prevent anyone from coming and learning. We want to orange pill and Bitcoinify as many people as
1: possible. So just let us know, please. All right, Bitcoiners. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor. This show is brought to you by Ledin.io. I have been super, super impressed with the guys over at Ledin. I've actually known the co-founders, Adam and Mauricio, for a very long time. I've had the pleasure to watch them build Ledin up from a tiny, tiny startup to now a super impressive institutional grade Bitcoin and crypto lender, y'all. I'm so impressed with these guys. They are offering some of the best rates out there. I don't think anyone even comes close to touching them. You can get 6.1% APY on your first two Bitcoin that you deposit into lead in interest accounts. And you can get 8.5% on USDC deposits. I mean- I know all the competitors. They're not even close. If you're going to put your crypto and your Bitcoin into an interest account, Ledin is by far the best. And on top of that, like I said, these guys are hardcore Bitcoiners and they know the products and the services that Bitcoiners want and appreciate. They come up with B2X. It allows you to put your Bitcoin in they leverage it up and you can, with one click of the mouse, get twice the exposure to Bitcoin. So if you're super bullish. Ledin has you covered with a super, super easy way to get leverage with B2X. And then on top of that, they know that Bitcoiners care about your reserves. They know that Bitcoiners don't like under-reserved and not full-reserved financial institutions. So they are pushing the frontier in transparency in the digital Mm -hmm. asset lending space. And they are the first digital asset lender to do a full proof of reserves, and proof of attestation through a Mariano LLC, a public accounting firm. So the Ledin guys, they know what Bitcoin is like. They are legit. I encourage you guys to check them out. Do your own research and go to ledin.io. That is L-E-D-N.io and learn a So, I mean, part of this conference, and this has always been part of the ethos, is It's not really focused on like making money per se, or being like a super profitable business, but more about just supporting education and being viable. I know that you all are supporting three of the most prominent open source nonprofits in the space as part of this event. Can you like go more into like supporting Bitcoin and the general ethos around this and just kind of tie in maybe like how you help students and stuff like that be a part of the event in a affordable way?
2: So we have three charities right now. We have Brink, OpenSats, and Human Rights Foundation with their Bitcoin arm. One thing I really like in terms of vetting charities is when I donate to a charity, I want to know like who these people are and how is my money being used and what's going on. I don't like to just blindly give money to charity. I actually think that's not a good idea, to be honest. So representatives from all these companies are actually coming to the conference. You get to talk to them. You get to meet them. We're going to have a panel specifically just for some of these charity leaders. And I think it's kind of like an important thing to also build good grace with the community. So after we cover you know, like all of our expenses, we're going to give pretty much all the profit away to these 3 charities through a portion of the ticket sales. And then we're also going to have specific events where like, for instance, an example of this is like, we'll have uh, 2 poker tournaments where you can buy in and lightning and the winners of these tournaments get to pick the charity of their choice where the winnings go. So. Not only do they win maybe like a small prize, but the majority of the prize they get to pick like either one of the three charities. So these are like other ways that we would be building money to donate to these charities at the end of the conference. And if you look at what these charities are doing, they're all supporting Bitcoin development and projects. And I think that's that's really important. So I don't know if one day we'll feel like we need to Make our own kind of charity or whatever, but I, I really like the idea that there's these things that already exist that kind of take logistics out of using the money appropriately. So as long as we feel like these charities yeah. are do- doing a good job, we'll probably continue to use them. Stephen, you want to jump in?
0: No, I mean I, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, yeah, Bring Open Sets and the Human Rights Foundation are all really good groups, and you know, looking forward to
1: supporting them. So I want to comment on the villages because I just absolutely love it, and I agree it's super scalable. Right, a new topic that makes sense comes up just pick up a village, tap into the community, empower people to make content. Like a lot of people ask us to do something similar-ish for Bitcoin 2021 and Bitcoin 2022. So it's really awesome seeing y'all put it together in the BitDev's village. It just sounds really awesome to It sounds like it's something that like the hardcore Bitcoiners would really appreciate. And I think like, you know, this the whole vibe is very excellent. It's kind of like a, a more like a long, all day, well-planned BitDev's. So I think that that's really cool.
2: Yeah. Hopefully there's downtime for breathing, uh, letting your brain uh, not explode. If you, <laughs> I couldn't imagine a hardcore BitDevs thing for like eight hours straight, but I'm sure there will be like a downtime in between a lot of these buildings. Oh, well, that people-
0: there, there's going to be some really yeah. good downtime. There's actually going to be a huge opportunity for fun downtime at this conference. We have a, another thing we're really excited about. This one is a, a game we're playing called Capture the Bitcoin. This is a scavenger hunt that Mike has been putting together. And essentially, when you attend the conference, you're going to be receiving a coin. And the coin is the first clue that you're going to receive in the scavenger hunt. And there is a UTXO with Bitcoin. And the goal of the scavenger hunt is to basically try and see if you can claim the private keys to this UTXO. And you have the entire conference to try and do this. And it's going to take you all over the conference. It's going to take you everywhere. So you have to, you know, you kind of have not to be to to it easy. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be put on your detective hat, put on your hacker hat, all kinds of different hats. So, yeah.
2: So, and Steven's referencing this coin right here. So I'm not going to show you the backside of this coin because that's where the clue is. But this is the silver version of this coin that we're selling for like 40 bucks because it's pure silver. We're just pretty much uh, selling it at cost after we have to make the dye molds and stuff. But yeah, I imagine a lot of people are going to have to work on,
0: uh, there, on teams with this. And there's the copper one too, which, you know, for people who don't want the silver one, but yeah, yeah. you're The
2: copper one right here, that's the free one. So the copper one comes with the ticket. So you still get to participate in the cool thing. You just don't get like the collectible silver one. You get the
1: collectible copper one, I guess. So how many stats are in that UTXO? Like, can you leak that or...
2: Yeah. So we have an idea of an address that we're going to use for it. But the idea is we may closer, like between now and November, we may make it multi-UTXO. So the idea is we might get someone who wants to like donate a tenth of a Bitcoin, for instance, that'd be huge, or a hundredth of a Bitcoin to just like keep giving it more UTXOs. So it might be a multi-UTXO address. But we ourselves will probably put up like at least a couple million sats or something, or like a million sats out of our own money. And then if anyone else wants to contribute to like the capture the Bitcoin challenge, then it would be a multi UTXO, but it'd probably still be the same address. And then the idea is we're going to make the address public. So after you get to a certain step in the scavenger hunt, you're actually going to get access to the public address to know whether or not the Bitcoin's already been swiped. So you'll know like, okay, the Bitcoin's already been gone, but you still may want to go through it because it's fun and you still get to unlock certain things. For instance, I can't give away too much because I don't want to give out any hints. But if you do make it like towards the end, you do unlock certain things, some collectibles and some things for the conference where it's not a complete waste of time. In other words, even though you're not going to win the Bitcoin, because you'll still be able to potentially unlock certain things that you can use after the conference. So I'll just put it that way.
1: (laughs) All right. I mean, y'all, we got to talk about these speakers. You have a great lineup, especially for like the, again... I think this is set up well for not just hardcore Bitcoiners, but I think a lot of the hardcore Bitcoiners listening to the Bitcoin Magazine podcast are really going to appreciate the group of people that you put together. You know, how do the speakers work with the different villages? And, you know, I guess what can people kind of expect on that front?
2: Yeah, so the speakers that are posted are actually not all the speakers that are going to be at the conference. Those are just the speakers that want to be on the main stage for at least one period of time. There might be like some speakers that are going just to the Bitcoin devs village that are not going to be filmed or streamed. So the main stage is like filmed and streamed and stuff. But the idea is these villages can pull from any of these speakers. If they want to create their own ad hoc panels or whatever, and it's like there's this prudent discussion that they want to have. The cool part about village, you have 100% creative freedom over your room as long as you're not like doing something crazy, like pumping a scam or doing something you know ridiculous that isn't Bitcoin related or something. As long as you're doing something like with good intentions and stuff. And you have 100% creative freedom over your room. So these speakers potentially are going to be on multiple discussion panels, workshops, demos, activities within
1: some of these villages. Awesome. Who are y'all most excited about, Stephen? Who are you most excited about coming on stage, coming to the conference?
0: Oh man, I've been so busy, like, you know, (laughs) adding them to the website that I haven't even (laughs) given much thought to that. But honestly, probably... Probably Start Nine, Matt Hill from Start Nine. I think that that's uh, really exciting what they're doing there, just making the whole like self sovereign thing, running your own node thing easier for more people to do. So, yeah, I'm definitely really excited to hear him speak. I think, I don't know, there's a lot of good people here. Alex, obviously from Lightning Labs, Jimmy Song's going to be there. So, I think my personal thing that that I'm really the most excited about is definitely the Independence Village. I'm
2: most excited for Andrew Chow because Andrew Chow doesn't know this, but I have a Bitcoin crush on him. Leaked, <laughs> leaked here on the podcast. No, but uh, I, I'm excited about Andrew Merch and Alex Bosworth. I am um, looking forward to seeing what content they got. I'm really interested to see some of these people, like Andrew Chow, uh, to see how people want to be like, hey, would you want to be on this random panel? And just see like what people do kind of organically in the conference as well with some of these people. So I'm like, Maybe it's like the panel of just Andrews, like Andrew Yang, Andrew Chow, and Andrew Polstra.
0: Wait, dude, do just we have enough panel? panel. Can, <laughs> we, can we do a Ben panel? Hold on. Yeah,
2: Ben Price. Do we have Ben Coffman? No, Ben Kaufman. I don't, I don't. Oh man, dude,
0: me. we only have two Ben's at this conference. What's going I, I, on?
2: I, this is the shout out to Ben. Ben Kaufman. we need to complete the trifecta. Let's have the Ben's versus the Andrews and that'll be a great event.
1: Yeah. I mean, y'all have more Andrews right now, but for those who, who are unaware, there's a joke in Bitcoin that there's just a bunch of Ben's that are making a, a very big splash in the Bitcoin space. Uh, and they're known as the, are they like the tribe of Ben's? I don't know what they even refer to themselves, but I was actually hanging out with a bunch of them on Bitcoin 2021. They're all next to each other. And I was like, do y'all travel together? Like what's the deal here? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Cool guys. Well, I mean, I kind of want to like zoom out a little bit and talk a little bit about just organizing events for Bitcoiners specifically like the Bitcoin only space I think that there's been a really strong divergence, especially like in 2019 and the end of 2018 from like crypto and crypto events. And we've seen the Bitcoin only space really flourish into a huge thing, right? There's several Bitcoin only events, Bitcoin technical events, Bitcoin technical meetups, Bitcoin only meetups, Bitcoin 2021 had 13,000 people, which is pretty insane. Not to say every single one of them was a Bitcoin only person, but that was Bitcoin only. So I just think that it's really exploding. I'm kind of curious, you two are longtime organizers, both in meetups and conferences. Can you talk about the development of the Bitcoin community over time and you know what that looks like? Let's go to you, Michael.
2: Yeah. And again, shout out to David Bailey and company right, for deciding to go Bitcoin only. Tip of my hat, kudos to you guys. So I think there's a lot like early days. And when I say early days, relatively like, you know, 2015, 16, It was a lot of like blockchain, right? And as we slowly began to learn, there is no blockchain. Blockchain is kind of bullshit and it's just a marketing hype word, more or less. And even though blockchain originally meant like the technology behind Bitcoin or whatever, it very much got diluted to the point where it was a useless word. And I think us going Bitcoin only is almost like a protest to like say, hey, look, if you're gonna like take this verbiage and bastardize it to the point where it's useless, then we'll just say, we're just Bitcoin only at this point. And at least then it's not confusing because you can't say, you know, you're going to use Bitcoin without actually using Bitcoin. So, well, hopefully you can't, I don't know. Hopefully they don't try to take that word from us in some random way. But when I say they, I mean, I don't know at this point, because now companies and countries are are using Bitcoin. So I think we're good at this point in terms of the branding of what Bitcoin is. I don't know if that quite answers your question, but I'll jump it over to Steven to also chime in here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say I agree with all that. It's, One of these kinds of things, I approach it from a perspective uh, more about just pure focus. It's very easy like with your time, with your energy, with your money to not focus on something. And when you don't focus, you don't make as much progress as you would have ordinarily have made. And it's like, what we're trying to do here is incredibly complicated. Like building better money for the entire world is not a simple or, or trivial task here. And, you know, you kind of have ended up with this strange situation where the way I look at it is, you know, you have a lot of these, you know, crypto projects, blockchain projects, whatever, and it's like they're incredibly sexy on the surface. It's like, we're decentralizing this, we're decentralizing that, You know, we're putting this on the blockchain, putting that on the blockchain. And it, it's very, very alluring on the surface. And it's, it's when you get under the hood that you start to realize like, wow, this is very complicated. This is not as decentralized as I thought it was. And then you have Bitcoin. And I think a lot of people like look at it like, well, you have PayPal, you have Stripe. why You, you already have digital payments. Why do we need another one? And on the surface, it has kind of like, it's like not as alluring to some people. It's when you dig under the surface, you get under the hood and you start to see what an elegant system that Bitcoin is. And so it's this kind of odd reverse situation between the crypto world and the Bitcoin world. And so, you know, that's one thing as a designer in Bitcoin that I try to, and especially what I'm trying to do with TabComp and like the design around it is to let it be as wild and let it be as free as it can be. To kind of reflect how radical this idea is, because just saying, oh, it's digital payments, it's digital money, doesn't quite capture the full vision for some people. Some some people don't realize just how profound that is, and also just how complicated and how many more problems we still have to solve before it becomes the world's money.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that those are both really good answers. And I agree. It's difficult to, one show people that Bitcoin is important if they are ignorant to what's broken about the current system. And it's kind of like, we have a world that's very polarized right now. And a lot of Bitcoiners would say, "Uh, it's the money dummy. But it's definitely not a conclusion that even like the smartest people jump to immediately. So it's difficult to communicate that. But I feel like the Bitcoin only, and again, the people that buy into like it is the money fix, the money fix the world, like that cohort of people is growing a lot right? And I'm kind of curious to hear about the evolution of the Bitcoin-only community from y'all's perspective. Like, has the Atlanta community grown a lot? Like, what's that on the ground been like? I guess, back to you, Steven.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's been growing. The the difficulty with it has, you know, really been COVID-19. And it was like, obviously, that shut down in-person meetups for a long time. And then it's just difficult to kind of get people back into the vibe of coming out in person sometimes. So it's it's definitely just been an, an odd year uh, in terms of the in-person meetups. So I, I don't want to use like 2021 as too much of a litmus test. But I got to say the people that are showing up for the meetups now are... Incredibly optimistic and incredibly excited about what we're doing. Uh, you know, like I said, it's like we've got this crew that's every night we're going over a chapter of mastering the Lightning Network together, and just the energy among that group is great. Just the fact that after everyone's done working for the day, people want to sit there and like have a friendly debate slash discussion about how. HTLC's work on Lightning. It was like, everyone walked away from that meetup talking about HTLC saying that was one of the best Bitcoin meetups they had been to in a while. And so, yeah, it's it's weird. The best
2: time though, the best time is when people say, I don't think that's how it works. Well, I don't think... And then everyone gets to learn from that kind of conversation. (laughs) So...
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. There's a lot of people in the Atlanta area who are, hey, I want to do DeFi and I want to teach you how to buy your corn token and your beef token and your cum rocket or whatever and put it in a, you know, swaparoo or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a a lot of that energy, too, in the Atlanta area. But the Bitcoin only community is uh, definitely
1: growing very strong here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's unavoidable. Bitcoiners, I am so excited to tell you about the Bitcoin 2022 conference. You guys, Bitcoin 2021 was absolutely a smash hit success. It was over 13,000 Bitcoiners coming together, breaking the barriers on who can come together and celebrate freedom, celebrate Bitcoin. And the energy was absolutely electric. Unfortunately, it was just oversubscribed. There's just people flowing out everywhere. And this year, we are learning. We are making the conference bigger and better. We are moving over to the Miami Beach Convention Center, and we are going to be throwing a massive four-day festival for Bitcoin, celebrating Bitcoin, bringing together the greatest minds in Bitcoin and the greatest businesses in Bitcoin. And lastly, the culture of Bitcoin all together. We have a four-day extravaganza planned for you guys for Bitcoin 2022. Day one is going to be industry day. It is a day where you can buy a special ticket in order to just mingle and make business deals happen. Day two and three is going to be a full blown Bitcoin conference. This is our main conference. This is going to be on April 7th and 8th. And then lastly, we have the Sound Music Festival day four. Imagine going to Coachella But for Bitcoin, there's going to be very few talks. It's going to be all about the culture of Bitcoin. It's going to be all about hanging with your fellow plebs. And it's going to be an absolutely amazing time. There's going to be Bitcoin musicians, Bitcoin artists, and all your favorite Bitcoiners and just an amazing environment to party and just see it all, soak it all in, and to get people to realize that a Bitcoin world, a world filled with Bitcoin people doing Bitcoin things, is the world that they want to live in. That's what Bitcoin 2022 is all about. That is what the Bitcoin conference is all about. That's what Bitcoin Magazine is all about. So it is going to be a celebration of Bitcoin, the Bitcoiners, and this amazing movement that is going to make the world a better place, go to b.tc forward slash conference, learn more about the Bitcoin conference, learn more about all the amazing things that are happening in Miami around the Bitcoin conference and buy your tickets. And guess what? If you buy your bit tickets with Bitcoin, you save $100 on all the tickets and a $1,000 on the whale pass. So if you want the VIP pass, the the big kahuna, if you buy with Bitcoin, you save a $1,000. That's a lot of stats. So Go and do it right now today. Don't wait. Prices are only going up. This is going to be a can't miss event. Bitcoiners, I want to tell you about the deep dive. The deep dive is Bitcoin Magazine's premium market intelligence newsletter. This is a no-fluff hard-hitting, incredible newsletter going deep into the market, helping you understand what's happening with derivatives, what's happening on-chain, what's happening in macro, what's happening with the narrative, and what's happening with the tech. My man Dylan McClare is an absolute savant. He is making his name known in the Bitcoin community, getting shout-outs left and right, getting on podcasts left and right, and him and his team are bringing you everything that you need to know about Bitcoin. You don't even have to be on Bitcoin Twitter. You can ignore every other newsletter. This is the newsletter to rule them all. Go over to members.bitcoinmagazine.com. Sign up today. And if you use promo code MACRO, you get a full month for free. You have nothing to lose. What are you waiting for? Sign up. See the incredible work that Dylan and his team are putting out. And if you don't like it, just unsubscribe. You don't pay a dime. But if you do, you know, it's going to be well worth the sats in investment in understanding Bitcoin and gaining the confidence to continue to invest in Bitcoin and making the right moves around Bitcoin. And it's going to be well worth every single Satoshi. Again, can't recommend it enough. That is members.bitcoinmagazine.com, promo code MACRO. Do it today. Pivoting towards Lightning, just because both you are kind of involved in Lightning to some degree. And I'm kind of curious what y'all think about Lightning just as something that's progressing very quickly. On my end, you know, obviously, Lightning has been a big part of the Bitcoin conference. We've been taking Lightning and accepting it since Bitcoin 2019. I'm curious how it's integrated into Tab and kind of curious what you both think about the progress of Lightning so far and where you think things are going. Going to you, Michael, I mean, again, there's so much to talk about, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, on this you topic? ready to have
2: our second podcast now? <laughs> Just Between now and 2019, it's like night and day, right? Lightning in terms of how easy it is to use yourself or even the services that help provide it for people have gotten way, way better. And most of our payments, believe it or not, for TabComp have been in Lightning. If you were to tell me that in 2019, I would have been like, wait, really? You know, like, that's awesome. I would be so surprised. Now it's just like, yep, because it works now. Or, you know, it works a lot, lot better than it did. So I see Lightning only getting better, more robust, more things being fixed with it, more things becoming more resilient and available. And I think companies, services, and people running nodes themselves is going to get even easier over time as the software improves. I think, you know, like I said, a couple years ago, the software just wasn't quite up to snuff but now it's out of alpha and now it's in beta. So you know whatever that means. But I really am digging both C-Lightning and l ds implementations right now. And I'm really fascinated to see what comes out of this in terms of standards and how projects on top of Bitcoin organize and collaborate on protocol. And I think this is kind of like an experiment, a social experiment, as well as a technology experience to see now that we have a solid layer one, how do people organize on layer two as well? So I think that's something interesting for me specifically.
1: Before Steven goes, what's your take on Lightning launching in El Salvador? And I mean, one thing that occurred to me is like one, it pretty much probably couldn't work. Bitcoin in El Salvador couldn't work without Lightning. But at the same time, it is kind of shocking to see that the Chivo wallet had Lightning. A lot of these like McDonald's and stuff went to vendors that offered Lightning support. What's your thoughts on Lightning in El Salvador?
2: I mean, obviously super positive. Like everyone else, I've learned so much about El Salvador over the last like couple months <laughs> in terms of like how the population, the president, stuff with strike and Chiva Wall and stuff. And I would say one of the interesting bottlenecks that has come up to me on various forms like Clubhouse or whatever it is it seems like the availability of smartphones for some people is a limiting factor. And I, I found that interesting. It seems like the technology itself isn't necessarily the limiting factor. I'll be honest, I'm not super versed with the model of the Chivo wallet, but I know it is involved with Strike and their platform. So that's about the extent I know, besides just being super hyped that people can go to like Starbucks, McDonald's, etc. and spend Bitcoin there.
0: I'm very optimistic about the El Salvador thing, but we have a lot of work to do. I understand Chivo to be a custodial solution. And I've heard similar things about the availability of certain technology. I'm sure smartphones are a problem. Internet's probably a problem in other places too. And you know, I know some people are taking more of like a hub approach, like something along the lines of L&D hub, where like one person in the community controls the keys. So there's a lot of work to do. Like we're not at a world yet where I think like everyone in El Salvador is walking around with like a phone running L&D in their pocket or something, right? We're not
1: there yet. I'm optimistic about it, but we still have a, a ton of work to do. Steven, what do you think about Lightning in general with adoption amongst the Bitcoin community and things like that, incorporation into the conference? You mentioned PubNet as well. I know that that's something that's been really fun to see happen, just like all of these clubs yeah. trying to run Lightning nodes. Just talk about your experiences with Lightning and then maybe even talk about like the design perspective, since that's what you're working on yeah. full time.
0: So, yeah, I mean, PlebNet is a fascinating group, just that you've got these... I mean, for anyone who's not familiar, you basically just have this community of home Lightning node operators, just that, you know, running their own nodes and getting on Clubhouse and Twitter and Telegram and sharing their stories with each other, sharing their information about how they run their nodes. Some people are doing it to get routing fees. Some people are doing it just because they want to be self-sovereign. Some people are doing it just to learn... Everybody is kind of there for different reasons, but it's turned into a a really cool kind of grassroots community. And they're collaborating with Start9 on doing the Independence Village. So there's just, I mean, there is so much knowledge there in that collective PlebNet hive mind. It's incredible. We got some of them who come to our weekly Lightning Club reading. I got to say, I want to see more Bitcoiners pick up the pace with Lightning outside of PlebNet. I'm actually very surprised at how often i hear about people who are like they've heard about lightning but they've never gotten into it never touched it seems like a far away concept to them and i really i shouldn't blame them for that because i mean i think we're in an awkward phase right now where there's this perception i think that there's bitcoin and then there's lightning and that's something that we need to do away with this is a discussion that we've been having a lot in the Bitcoin design community during our usual weekly calls and our Slack conversations and stuff. Is just this idea that should lightning be seen as something other than Bitcoin? And very many of us believe that no, it shouldn't. I think in an ideal future, you get to a point where lightning kind of becomes invisible. Like, Don't get me wrong. Please have fun. Make cool t-shirts with lightning bolts on them and awesome stuff like that. Have fun with it for now. But I'm looking like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, lightning should be as invisible as HTTPS. Like It should be like there's that green padlock in the corner of your browser that tells you that the website you're visiting is encrypted. And you know that that little padlock means something good, right? But people don't spend every single day, like they don't think about HTTPS every single time they visit a website. It's a technology that's become invisible. Lightning should become so easy to use and so tightly integrated with Bitcoin wallets that we don't think of it as being something separate. We start to think of it as just being, oh, well, it's another way of using Bitcoin. So maybe instead of thinking of this like, oh, as a Lightning payment, props to uh, Christoph Ono for coming up with this in one of our Slack conversations Maybe it's an instant payment. So you're not talking about it in terms of what it is on a technical level. It's Lightning protocol. The user doesn't need to know that. What does the user need? What does the user want? The user wants an instant payment. So you call it based on what the user wants. And that's kind of what I'm really looking forward to is just letting Lightning become a very powerful technology, a very ubiquitous technology, but one that becomes a little bit more invisible to the user. And it's all just Bitcoin to them.
1: I love that. Yeah. I mean, again, from a UX perspective, I think that that's where a lot of these kind of like things can be solved and I'm excited that you're working on it. And that's the plan. I like in particular moon wallet. One thing about it is that it just has one balance and it kind of makes it easy for someone to use it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to endorse it from a technical perspective or anything like that, but I love that UX. I think that that's amazing. And I really hope that that type of UX continues to get adoption Gentlemen, we're kind of getting to the end of time. It was great talking to you all. I really encourage everyone listening to check out the Tab Conference. Go to the website, tabconf.com. Check out all the speakers. Check out the different villages. But just to close this one out, let's go to you, Michael. What's kind of like your last word for the Bitcoin Magazine audience?
2: Last word is a challenge to Jack Mahler's. Black C5, it's your turn come to TabConf and challenge me to a chess match and let's put up a lot of money for Bitcoin. Let's both put up 10 million stats and the winner gets to pick the charity that the money goes to. Ooh,
1: I like that. All right. So we got to take that clip and post that one online. Steven, what's your last word, man? Check out the Bitcoin design guide at
0: bitcoin.design if you're uh, looking for UX help with your Bitcoin project and also buy a ticket to TabConf at tabconf.com.
2: Yeah, we have a code actually for Bitcoin Magazine. Just code BM for Bitcoin magazine. So if you just if when you're checking out on either the fiat version or the lightning or bitcoin version, just put in code BM and you'll get a, a small discount there.
1: Let's go. Y'all use code BM, go to TabConf, Jack Maulers. I hope you watch this and I hope you are inspired to come to TabConf and raise some money for Bitcoin and play Michael. See who is the chess master. I was actually amazed at Bitblock Boom. There's like five tables of people just playing chess kind of like in the middle of the hotel. So that was pretty awesome to see. So I'd love to see something like that happening at tab as well.
2: Yeah. I saw not to take too much more time, but I saw Gary um, Yeah, was on the board at HRF or human rights foundation. So maybe next year, Alex Gladstein could get him to come and play like simultaneous boards, like maybe five or six boards at the same time. And like, if he wins, (laughs) then the person has to pay you know, charity. And then if Gary loses, then they triple their money or whatever to charity or TabConf puts up like triple or whatever. So they make it like a bigger donation, something where it's like this cool kind of like chess simultaneous kind of tournament thing. I think there's a lot of really cool ideas. I would just say, if you want to get involved with this, this is organic and grassroots, reach out to us, hello at tabconf.com. Get involved. This is open for everyone to participate in Bitcoin only conference, so.
1: Sweet. Well, hey, before we leave... Y'all plug your, your personal handles to where can people find you uh, on Twitter and on the internet, Michael, and then Steven.
2: If you know how to spell it's Mike 20 spelled out. So M I K E T W E N T Y. And then a one on the end. It's Mike 21. I know it's a complicated name, but good luck finding me.
0: I'm Steven DeLorme on Twitter. I know boring first and last name S T E P H E N D E L O R M E. I hope I spelled my name right.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, guys, follow these gentlemen. Go to TabConf. Follow me at CK underscore snarks. Follow Bitcoin Magazine at Bitcoin Magazine. Go to BitcoinMagazine.com. Listen to this podcast and share it at the Bitcoin Magazine podcast everywhere where you can find podcasts and on YouTube. Yeah. Everything that we just discussed is going to be in the show notes as well. So don't miss out on the links and use promo code BM to save yourself some sats. And yeah, once again, donate to a great cause and have a great time at Tabcom. Peace.